Spirit Radio Podcasts. I'll say this morning, as I do many mornings, I feel very blessed that Matthew, my son, who's a year and a half, is looked after by my mum, his grandmother, who... Um, <laughs> You know, she says to me sometimes, I won't take offence, but I think I love him as much as I loved you. Um, And I have so many friends who are in a situation. And to be honest with you, if I had to pay for a crash, I wouldn't be able to do this job. That's just the long and the short of it. Um, I just wouldn't be able to afford it. And I think a lot of people are in that position. And very recently, when we looked at uh, costs of childcare, there's an article in the paper just looking at the different costs of crash care all over the country. And many families are paying really the equivalent of an extra mortgage to cover their monthly child care costs. Now, budget 2019 is not going to be announced, of course, until October, but there's also, I think, going to be a bit of a battle for uh, childcare cash with families looking at the cost of childcare. But, and what about other options as well? You know, um, I, I pay my mum to look after Matthew, but I don't get any support from that. If I chose to stay at home, I'd actually be penalised for it. Um, on the line to give us their thoughts, we have Francis Byrne, Director of Policy and Advocacy at Early Childhood Ireland. Francis, thanks for joining us on the programme. Anytime. Well, Francis, let's start off with those figures that were published recently, just talking about the average cost of crash care in Ireland at the moment. Yeah, so it was a, a survey that News Talk um, uh, carried out that they had done in 2013 and they repeated um, so it's a lot along the lines of what you're saying. It was it was um, anything from between 750 rising up to over a thousand euro a month um, for full time. Now I think the important thing to say is it comes with a number of caveats. First of all, the survey was only of 130 um, crashes around um, Ireland, and there are over almost rather four and a half thousand crashes. Um, So that's one thing. The other thing is that they didn't really compare, for example, the different parts of Dublin. They did compare parts of Galway, uh, city and county. um, But again, you know, the the numbers were low. But that said, they were within about two euro a week of um, the the average cost, which was identified by an agency called Pubble last year, which surveyed every crash in the country and had about an 84 percent return rate. So overall, um, News Talk wasn't that far, far off with their um, 147 a week um, well, figure. In terms of mm-hmm. one of the things, Francis, I remember when I was going around um, when I, d- I didn't know that um, my mum was going to be helping me with the baby and I was looking at, at the crashes nearby and I kind of felt like um, they just decided what the cost was going to be. It was kind of written down in a piece of paper rather than kind of a list, obviously kind of based on supply and demand. So given the the, the grant that the government set out um, last year in terms of the, mm. the thousand euro a year, is it a case or do you think it's happening that uh, some crashes are basically just kind of adding that onto the cost of childcare because they can just decide when somebody walks in what they're going to charge for that place at that particular time? Well, actually, the way it works is that if you are um, if you are a crash um, that, regardless of whether you are um, have children who are on a scheme or not, you need to have your fees approved by your local city or county childcare committee. So while it, and I understand how parents might feel, my goodness, where is this calculation coming from? Mm. It actually does come from somewhere. But that said, you're not wrong. There's absolutely no question that there are parts of uh, large cities and parts of rural Ireland where there either aren't enough places because there aren't enough creches or there aren't enough places because there are lots of young families in a particular area. And of course, then um, the market dictates like it does for anything else. Um, uh, But it's not just to be clear, it's not a straight, it's not as 
um, you know, done quickly on, on the back of an envelope. It's set and it has to be approved. Okay. And um, because they're in receipt of public funding, creches are audited by, um, they have to do their own audits, but they are then audited by an agency, the same agency that I mentioned called Pubble. The figures that we're talking about, um, which as the article said, and as, as the news talk piece said, you know, that amounts for many as almost like a second mortgage. They're yeah. just based on having one child in childcare. Yeah. And obviously a lot of parents would have more than one child in childcare. Exactly. I mean, it does feel, people will say it feels like a second mortgage or a second month's rent for those who are renting. The study that News Talk did was based on two-year-olds, and I suppose it is very important to acknowledge There's that. There's a big price difference, isn't there? Say that to there, me, yes, be yes, because it's full, full daycare yeah. and children who are under two years and eight months, actually from today, um, aren't eligible for what everyone calls the free preschool year. But as of today, children who are two years, eight months are actually entitled to to two years of it so now obviously it's a part-time um it's it's mornings only or sessional place only and it's it coincides with the school year but it's still very welcome so that means that um that the cost falls because even if your three-year-old is in full daycare the free preschool year will 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 kick in um say for their more for their morning session but it's still prohibitive and i and i think it's important to know why and the reason why is because we have had serious underinvestment in Ireland. Everybody acknowledges that. We have lots to catch up on. We're bottom of the league in terms of um, costs and um, bottom high top of the league in relation to costs and bottom of the league in relation to um, investment. So we're at a, about 0.2 of 1% of GDP. Um, and um, the UNICEF has said that countries like ours, developed countries, need to be at about 1%. And Sweden, which leads the way in terms of access and quality and indeed in terms of low rates of child poverty, is at 1.9% um, in terms of what they invest in quality care and education for young children. So Ireland has a long way to go. And as a result of that, providers, staff and, of course, parents are picking up the pieces in terms of having to cover it. Um, and, do you think and that's Francis, why parents I mean are are the government looking seriously at models that work I mean you mentioned Sweden there and when you look at the the, Nor- the, the those Scandinavian countries I have a friend from Norway for example and I'm always hearing about even it's not just about um, subsidising childcare or investing in it well but even things like in those countries having proper uh, maternity and paternity leave so people aren't having to if they don't want to put babies in crashes at six months because they have a year off you know they have uh, that Absolutely, Um, yeah, absolutely. And in fact, in our um, in our budget submission, um, which we've made to the Department of Children and Youth Affairs, we have said that Ireland should be moving towards a system where, um, in a in a two parent family, one of the parents in a one parent family, the only parent gets to stay at home for the first year, and that it's properly supported. Because the other issue is, and we've seen this in relation to paternity leaves, there's very low take up because. It's around somewhere between 230 and 250 euro a week is what parents get for maternity or paternity leave. Um, whereas the EU has said that it should be at 66% of um, salary, you know, your, your your salary from work, your family income. And that's absolutely where we should be going. It's in the best interest of babies and children that um, somebody in the family, one of the parents in a two-parent situation, is supported to stay at home for the first year. So you're absolutely right. It's not just about centre-based care. And the other thing to say is childminders, 
not necessarily um, like your mum and the other wonderful grandparents and aunts and uncles who were involved, but non-kinship, as they're known, um, childminders are obviously a very important part of this picture as well. And Early Childhood Ireland has been saying for a long time they need to be brought into things. Now, in relation to the scheme that you were mentioning earlier, Wendy, that came in last year, childminders are actually included in that. So any parents who are listening whose children are being taken care of by non-family minders, they are entitled to it. However, the child minder needs to be registered with TUSLA. So parents need to go on and, um, you know, have a look at the website. It's not the kind of registration that our members have to go through. Um, but nevertheless, they need to be registered so that TUSLA knows they're there um, and that they've been guarded vetted. And then parents uh, who use child minders to help them out with their um, child minding can also avail of the Affordable Child Care Scheme. And it's important to say that because, as you've said, there are lots of different um, choices that parents make. And sometimes it can be a combination of, um, you know, etchy in the morning or school in the morning and childminder in the afternoon or whatever way it works out. And do you think we, we are doing that enough, France? I mean, when you, when, I've, when you look at the research when parents, and it's not being done by government, but when parents are actually asked, what would you like, you know, in terms of, and of course, there's lots of different options, but a lot of parents would feel that they don't really have a choice. And some, for example, might want to work in the home or work part time, but just feel that different options aren't supported. Absolutely. I mean, um, there are, there are, there is no doubt that we haven't um, got this right in Ireland, I suppose. We came from um, a tradition where, you know, um, the vast majority of, and it would have been mothers, uh, would have stayed at home. And then um, in the, you know, early to mid-90s, we started to get EU funding. And that was very much focused on uh, providing childcare to support women to go back to work. And for some women, that was very welcome. But there are others who just weren't. But interested um, and no matter what the choice of the circumstance wouldn't have wanted to do it but it didn't really focus in on you know quality it wasn't really focusing in on the best interests of babies and children and even though we are the leading provider organization of center-based care and education in Ireland we would absolutely say that there there will always be children for whom that's not the answer and um, there will always be families who make other choices and it's about um, trying to support all choices. The problem we have in Ireland, though, is that we are so far behind in terms of um, what we have invested in quality uh, care and education, including, as you have said, uh, parental leave in the first year and so on, that we're at, we're at a situation where parents don't feel they have a choice. They're not really making a full choice. And those who do, whether they are choosing or not, or feel they have no choice, um, end up paying a humongous price. I mean, there have been studies uh, done which have shown that the average across the EU is that parents pay 17% of take-home pay towards um, childcare, whereas in Ireland it's double that at 34%. Yeah, so we need to address that um, urgently. But you're absolutely right. Um, we need to be looking at all of those options, and including the ability to stay at home when, when babies and children are young. It's really important and, it's, as I said, in the best interests of, of those babies and children. Well, Francis, thanks so much for joining us on the programme this morning. Thanks for listening to our Spirit Radio podcast. Don't miss out. Subscribe today. Find out how at spiritradio.ie.